BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everybody. This is Paco. And I'm George. Hi. And uh, we just wanted to do like a year in review for 2019 for SupDoc to catch you guys all up on everything we've done, everything we've talked about, all the docs that we've recapped, our guests, um, and all the cool things that happened to us in 2019 and maybe not so cool. Yeah. I, I just had a real cool time in Japan. Me and Angie went to Japan. Yes, you did. You And uh, what? Where, where did you go specifically? Uh, Tokyo, Kyoto, Naoshima, uh, there's a cluster of islands, it's Naoshima, Tashima, Inujima, and then we hit Osaka, and then we went to Okinawa. So really Jeez. a lot of, a lot of Japan. That's all of Japan. I know J Japanese now. Oh, no, do I, you? Do, I don't, I don't oh. at all. It was, uh, everyone, I had to like learn, I had to use Google Translate. Mm. Uh, there's a camera. You can just hold it up to text and it'll oh, wow. like, translate words for you. So that's a nice trick to have. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I want to go to Japan. Yeah. You were saying that when I told you I was going to Japan. I'm like, I know. I, I actually did stand up in Japan. I should shout out to stand up Tokyo. That's you a should. crew. That's a crew that does, um, English language, uh, stand up shows every week and an open mic in oh. Tokyo. Do they get audience? Yeah. Um, there was a pretty good crowd when I was there randomly. Guess who else was there when I was there? DJ Real was on the bill. What? Yeah, me and Nick and uh, and Dory, his girlfriend, ended up hanging out with Angie and I. Uh, we what? did like a couple's. We met up uh, like in Osaka, uh, not in Osaka. We met up in Kyoto and Tokyo. So, wow. Yeah. San Francisco's own DJ Real. A former guest. He did uh, a the episode guest. on Our Bank Could Be Your Life. Yeah. That's, wow, that's really cool. Well, Very that random. sounds like a, a fun way to end 2019. Yeah, it was a great vacation. That's great. Well, we had we had a good year here at SupDoc. Um, uh, we started it out, uh, well, let's let's start with IDA. Well, we're going to start with, we. Uh, I put together a like electronic press kit, which is on our website. If you or someone you love wants to sponsor SubDoc, get a hold of us. Someone you hate could sponsor SubDoc Absolutely. too. We love it if some if your enemy, your worst enemy, wanted to sponsor SubDoc, that'd be great. Deep pockets. That's all we're looking for. Um, so we put together a little electronic press kit, put it out on the interwebs, and got hit up by the International Documentary Association, or better known as IDA, got a hold of us, and they said we want to work with SubDoc. Yeah, IDA.org, a great organization. They uh, do, they give out grants to filmmakers. They do like, you know, festival stuff. Um, yeah, so check out IDA.org and it's a great resource for documentary filmmakers and fans. That's right. And thanks, IDA. Also, we finally uh, launched Biopsy, George. Fi we finally did it. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, so it's another show that's just part of our podcast feed, but it's Paco and I, without a guest, we just talk about a biopic or, you know, something in the realm of biopic world, which is like kind of documentary adjacent, you could say, uh, you know, in that it deals with real people. But um, yeah, we did this year, we did Rocket Man, the Elton John Mm -hmm. uh, I almost called it a documentary biopic. <laughs> uh, My name is Dolomite, the return of Eddie Murphy. I forgot to mention something about that, which remind me to say something about My Name is Dolomite. Oh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile, uh, where Zac Efron plays Ted Bundy and Phil Collins's daughter, Lily Collins, plays the maybe most oblivious girlfriend <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Uh, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you have Phil Collins as your father, I think um, you can feel it coming in the night. Usually, would mean. <laughs> anyway, <was> so <laughs> yes, please add your own Phil Collins yes. pun here. Yes. No. No. Uh, no docket. No jacket. <laughs> There's nothing to do with no jacket required. 
No. Um, or Stitch Stitch Studio. But yeah. I um so yeah, Stab Stab Stabio, I guess. Stab Stab Stabio. Fucking Bundy. So yeah, biopsy. We had talked about it for what a year and a half. About we'd actually launching. there is actually a pilot that we recorded oh. that we did not put out. Did we do Itanya? Was yeah, that we what did we an Itanya, Itanya pilot. It, oh, that's look, right. if there's a demand, we'll throw it in the Patreon feed. Right. Uh, you right. want a, a really cold take on Itanya, which is fair for an ice skating movie. It should be oh. a cold take, it's not cutting. a hot take on Itanya. No. So, yeah. So when, if you, if you, anyone was confused by seeing the biopsy logo, um, that's what this is. It's our, our like, um, sidecar project where George and I recap biopics because there are tons of them. And, and I, you're absolutely right. They are the like project adjacent to documentaries, you know, yeah. and it's kind of what, so for our hardcore listeners, you know, that we play cast this doc, it's kind of, in that same vein, biopics are the casting of the doc, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, that's like like professionally done. Someone, someone other than us actually. <laughs> I like the way we do uh, cast this doc is like fantasy football, more like. Right? Oh it's yeah, like, it is like a fantasy casting. Yeah, it's like a draft. Um, right. But this is like, well, this was the game that actually occurred. Uh, I wanted to throw in a thing about My Name is Dolomite, which we didn't get into, which is that um, all the record store scenes are shot at a real record store called Poobah in Pasadena. And I actually remember going in there and talking to the guy and he's like, oh, yeah, Eddie Murphy's shooting this Rudy Ray Moore thing in here. And I totally forgot that like, oh, wow. that he had uh, told me that like before this <laughs> came out. And he said, like, yeah, Eddie would just kind of like after each take, just go like sit in a corner and like read the paper and like was not like on or like being like right. a fun guy or something. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have to do anything really. No. Like he's literally like, it probably got made because he wanted to make it. That's, but right. then he didn't seem like super like hands on about it. That's like the rumor that is circulated at Poobah Records anyway. Huh. Poobah. How like, do you spell that? P-O-O-B-A-H. Um, mm. Uh, Matt Sullivan from uh, many music projects works there. And it's, uh, I think there's a long connection with the LA FMS uh, Free Music Society at Poobah. So, yeah, anyway, that is a fun fact. There's a crossover between the uh, experimental music scene of Southern California and the My Name is Dolomite <laughs> film. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The, when you're going to have strong, strange connections, that that would be it. In in, in Pasadena. Yeah, in Pasadena. Okay, yeah. interesting. So shout out to Puba. Of these three, Rocket Man, My Name Is Dolomite, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Which one did you enjoy the most? Um, I think Rocket Man was the most like enjoyable. Just I, it's the only one I saw in a theater. So yeah, it's the theater one of the three. Yeah. Yeah, my name is Dolomite was in theaters, and I think oh. I do wonder if I would have enjoyed that more in a group setting. I enjoyed it, but I think like the it just kind of the the um it could have been more like group laughs, you know, when you see right. a comedy in a group. It's I just watched a terrible movie last night with some friends, and I haven't done that in a long time. Um, shout out to Uninvited, which is a 1988 movie about a cat that has an evil cat living inside of it. Whoa. And it's an orange cat, so uh, also reminds me of uh, Sherby. Your so, cat, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just watched that with some friends. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's fun to just, like, make fun of a terrible, schlocky <laughs> horror movie. So I've never seen a skinny, full-grown orange cat. I feel like all orange cats are fat. This is like some uh, Garfield stereotyping that has occurred. Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Am I cat shaming? Am I no. Garfield shaming? No, I mean, they're at least, they're, if they're not fat, they're at least puffy in they're terms puffy. of hair. So, yeah, this is, yeah, there is, my, our cat is a big boy. I he's will a say big man. He's a big boy. Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, awesome. So, yeah. So, again, that is, uh, we finally launched Biopsy um, through our SUPDOC ne network or whatever we have here. Yeah. You know, um, like if you have a biopic you want us to cover, let us know. Absolutely. It's not like there's no schedule. It's just like when we want to talk about one, it'll pop in yeah. to the feed. Yeah. And there's so many great ones. Ali, Ray, you know, there's so many great 
Great one uh, word ones. Yeah. Great one word ones. Yep. And even even the the um, one about Johnny Cash. Uh, that one's really good. Oh, uh, walk the line. Yeah, walk the line. Okay. Yeah. Joaquin. The Joker. Joker. Great. Great biopic. That's a great biopic. Of <laughs> the, the, I haven't seen it. Have you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you should watch it and then we can talk okay. about it. I haven't seen Parasite. I haven't seen Joker. Oh, no. You have to see Parasite. If I know. That's what I, everyone it's, says. I don't know if it's going to get an Oscar, but there's talk about I mean, like, it's probably the most memorable, one of the more stick with you films I've seen. This and year. I love that director. I love his work. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because I'm, I'm going back to Michigan in a couple of days. Maybe I'm going to have a lot of time and I'm going to be spending a lot of it with my mom. So I'm going to need a break like every couple hours because that's my mom, you yeah. know. So maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go see some movies. Does your mom not go to like weird movies? What is your mom into? Mm. Sewing. She's okay. into sewing. That's so her don't thing. take her to see Parasite then. I don't know. I, I probably won't. I don't think she would enjoy it very much. Um, she's also into British mysteries. So you mm. got those two things. Yeah. Um, and then um, also something very cool that happened to us this year is we got on Pandora and Spotify. Yeah, we I don't remember when the Spotify one happened, but we've been on there for a while. And a little Pandora. Bit. Hmm? Yeah, a little bit. I think at the beginning of this year. And uh, actually, I can see, like, we see our stats. Like, you know, we have some listeners on Spotify. So awesome. it's not it's not nothing. It's and not nothing. Pandora uh, Podcasts, if you didn't know, Pandora has podcasts. I think we should just <laughs> let me uh, remind everyone that that is the case. <laughs> and, and that Pandora uh, still exists. And it's only in the U.S. And maybe, like, so that includes, like, Puerto Rico and, I think, like, armed forces areas. But, um, right. yeah. Uh, please listen to us on Pandora. Or if you yes. are listening to us on Pandora, let us know that you're listening to us on Pandora. Please Just add us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. At Subdoc Podcast. I, so I just did a, um, like I did a fun Toys for Tots comedy show. Okay. Last Sunday in um, Redwoods in uh, Sunnyvale at Rooster Tea oh, Feathers. Yeah, yeah. And the host was like, what, what's your, first of all, the host said, okay, so for every comic, the host mentioned how many years they had been doing stand-up. What? Why would you do that? That's uh, terrible. It's not a great idea. But so he came over to me. He's like, so what, 30 years? I'm like, uh, no, I'm in my 40s. Like, no, I didn't start <laughs> when I was like 15. You know, like you think I've been doing stand-up for 30 years. Oh, oh God. Lord. And then he said, what are your credits? And I said, um, Comedy Central. And uh, why don't you mention I'm the voice of Pandora because I have this joke about doing voiceover. Mm-hmm. And he said, the what? And I said, the voice of Pandora. And he shrugged. And then he got on stage. He goes, all right, your next comedian has been doing comedy, I guess, for 30 years. Maybe not. Maybe less. And he's also the voice of Pandora on Comedy Central. I don't even know what those things are. I think that's a millennial thing. All right, let's bring up your <laughs> Wait, how old was this guy is what I want to know. Actually, 70, probably. You text, text me his name because <laughs> yes. I... I want to know who this guy is. We don't have to. Hey, text it to me real fast, and then we don't have to name him on the air. But I'm very curious. <laughs> Seven-year-old Brewster's guy, yeah. He used to do stand-up in, in the Bay and stop for a long time. Um, anywho, he had no idea what either of those two things were. Write so out a piece of paper was- and show it to me. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> we so can talk probably, about other stuff while while this is happening. You um, probably don't know him, but it was really, I thought it was hilarious because I was like, you don't know what any of those things are. Because <laughs> you made it sound like, uh, yeah, like he thinks you've been doing comedy 30 years and you're into millennial shit at the same right. time. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I, I love uh, Rooster Tea Feathers. Haven't been there in a while. Uh, nope. No idea. That yeah. was let's have him on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah. Roosters is great. Toys for Tots was great. And then everyone went up and crushed except for me. I bombed my pants off. It was horrific. I have not bombed like that in a long time. I even actually said like, where did I lose you? Was before I got on stage as I got on stage. Yeah. I think it was the intro. (laughs) It might've been the intro. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Oh Oh, man. Rough. But anywho's, yeah. We are on Pandora. We are on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on. Just so people all. here understand, can you exp- you? I know what Voice of Pandora means. Do you want to explain it real oh, quick? 
That's a good point. Yeah, so um, I am the like internal voice of Pandora. So if you pick a channel on Pandora and there's like a rating for it, like it's not suitable for children, you'll hear me say the channel you've selected may not be suitable for all listeners. Um, so I did uh, voiceover. I did ads for Pandora for eight years. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to be there, like inter- the internal voice for the app and for the for the um, station on dot com. That's a that's a credit. That's like people should. That's why I thought being on Pandora, maybe the algorithm would uh, float us to the top. Yeah, yeah. People would recognize your voice already. Did you hear my E forty thing? I did hear your. Uh, well, you weren't Casey. doing. I, at first, I thought you were doing E forty, but you're doing Casey oh. Kasem. Yeah, like, but I worked what with if E40. I did E40 and you did Casey Kasem. <laughs> ah, that'd be awesome. Like, that would be check awesome. Check out Subdoc. <laughs> and Spotify. America. That was more Christopher Walken. Oh, you're right. I do E40 Christopher 40. Walken. You do E40 doing his impression of Christopher Walken. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool, man. I didn't expect it to actually happen. And then I got an email one day. I was like, here's your track. I was oh. like, thanks, E40. So you recorded this a while ago? Yeah, like oh. two or three months ago. And it just came Oh, he just, the track just came out. Okay, The track yeah. just dropped. I think the entire album is just coming out. So it's not an E40 album. He produced it. Yeah. Who's the artist? Equip- Equipto and Michael Marshall from okay. I Got Five on It fame. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I Got Five The Loonies. Yes. Also very popular, uh, re- orchestrated in the soundtrack to Us, the Jordan Peele movie. Which is why they're cashing in on it now because uh, they're like he, that movie brought it back to the yeah. forefront. Oh, dude, and they're making they're making bank on that for sure. Like just as songwriters or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so uh, because I used to work in the music industry, a friend of mine produces with E Forty. They were looking for a VO guy. My buddy Hook sent me a message that's like, hey, do you want to work with a few Bay Area hip-hop legends? And I was like, yeah, sign me up. And I get to the recording studio, and it's E-40 and Equipto and Michael Marshall and all these people. <laughs> oh, so did you get your picture taken with E-40? I didn't. I um, It was not that kind of atmosphere, I got to yeah, say. It I was not. So. It was yeah. not like um, chummy. I basically sat in the corner. I got there at 11. At noon, they told me that this, the sound guy had just left to go get sandwiches. Uh, at one, he had just gotten back with sandwiches. From one to one thirty, they ate said sandwiches, and then I recorded at one thirty. Was this in San Francisco or Vallejo or where? This was in San Francisco okay, at the yeah. studio. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and then um, they gave me the cold. I did a cold read. They gave me the script, and I went in and just did three takes. And they're like, "Wow, that was awesome! Thanks." And I was like, "Yeah, cool. Knocked it out. We did it." Yeah. And then E forty broke off some hundos, and I said, "Peace." Yeah. Got well, now you've got a uh, uh, you can go for every Casey Kasem role, including Shaggy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So now I do a Casey Kasem impression. I'm trying to figure out how to get it into my act. That's, oh yeah, that's the thing because no one knows who that is. Yeah, you can. I mean, do people are Shaggy age, would be the be- the best bet actually. Just Shaggy, do Shaggy. Might be. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we're gonna do an episode where George and I just do all of our horrible impressions. I just did my Christopher Walken E40, which that should just be a character now, Christopher Walken E40. It should be. I didn't kill Natalie Wood. <laughs> okay. Um, that's the best E40 song. Did I kill Natalie Wood? Natalie yep. Wood. Did um, I not want to kill it? Natalie? Nope. Very. This is our Christmas episode, by the way, just to <laughs> remind even, people. A lot of eggnog, folks. A no lot one of eggnog. wants to hear about uh, the murder of a beloved actress. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on. Topics. Blog Moving posts. on. Blog posts. We finally have some blog posts on our site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adding content to our luxurious SupDoc site, which I just finally fixed the menu. Mm. Man, that took forever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so now we have blog posts on our, but something that for people to share, it's like we have like these, um, we pick five different documentaries in certain categories and you can share them and, you know, put them on Twitter and stuff because they're, you know, it's pretty cool. We have one that's called five rock and roll documentaries to binge watch with your band, which is, has all the, like the cool, uh, rock and roll videos, um, or documentaries made, um, like give me shelter, you know, and the, um, the one, the, um, heavy metal parking lot. Did you put that in there? Heavy. Uh, yes, I did. 
And I also put in the um, kind of blinking on the um, Metallica one. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some kind of monster. Some kind of monster. That is a yes. great thing to watch with your band or any or I'd say any collaborative thing you do. Maybe your family. Also. Yes. Yeah. It's just a lot of dyna- a lot of psychological dynamics come out. Yes. of Some kind of monster. You know, it's funny is my therapist actually brought it up once because <laughs> um, she's it's kind of like because of on her side with, the, you know, the therapist mm-hmm. they have in that documentary. Um, and then we have five conspiracy docs to binge watch with your misfit cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hypernormalization and docs like that are involved. Mm-hmm. And then five feel good docs to binge watch with your family, like the documentary Happy, which is a great one. So, yeah. So there yeah. you go. Go to our website, go to the blog posts, share them, watch them, read them, enjoy documentaries. Basically, enjoy documentaries. Yeah. I think like it's a slightly different thing than what the format of the program is to, and it's like only on the, in, on the website. It's not like an audio blog or something. It's just, yeah, just like a list of things to check out that we've clustered together because we've watched so many films now that we could cluster. I think we could curate a doc film festival at this point, you and I. Absolutely. Maybe that's something we should do for 2020. If anyone wants something. Paco and I to curate a small documentary festival for you, we, do we know all the weird Americana docs. Uh, so many. All up on those. Yeah. yeah. Hands on Hard Body. Oh, yeah. Classic. Mr. Brett Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually love, I mean, I we did a kind of a different type of show uh, when we did Project Grizzly, but that's one that I was like so when we started working on this podcast i'm like we definitely have to do a project grizzly episode yeah you're a big fan and uh we find and then my uh, roommate in los angeles happened to just also love that documentary because she's canadian because she's canadian (laughs) and it was like something that she watched growing up and just loved it she knew all the but she'd be like this is when he walks into the snow and then i'm like wow you have definitely seen this documentary a lot yeah so that's also uh deborah Robinson. Robinson. And uh, look up our Project Grizzly episode. It's one where you're supposed to watch along with the film, and we basically watch provide along. a soundtrack for <laughs> yeah. a, director, a non-director's commentary of Project That's Grizzly. Right. Um, yeah, and then speaking of uh, different formats of shows, we had a really fun show at the to kick off 2019 at SF Sketchfest. Yeah, that was awesome. M- maybe the most fun I've had... Well, let's think about this. Maybe the most fun I've had doing a Sketchfest show. That Maybe, was definitely the most never fun you've had at Piano Fight. Oh, f- well, without a doubt, <laughs> yes. And in the Tenderloin. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, the best <laughs> show I've ever been a part of it, at Piano Fight. And the one of the most laughs per minute. My God. Uh, by the end of that show, I was like, my face hurt from laughing so much. Our guests we had, our, we had such great guests. It was like... So amazing. So yeah, and the format fun. of the show is we wanted to do kind of like a quiz show in the tr- classic tradition of like, you know, like the like British panel shows or like at midnight. And we were like, we could do this with it's just having documentaries be the, the subject or yeah. the theme. And we got a bunch of great comics that were in San Francisco for Sketchfest, including some old school San Francisco people. Um, yeah, we had Mike Drucker on who used to live in San Francisco briefly when he worked for, I think, IGN and he's a writer for every, every great show you can think of. Very funny on Twitter. Uh, who else did we have on? Kate Willett, who Mm -hmm. started comedy around the same time I started comedy and is now in New York and is like, you know, had her Netflix, uh, special and yeah, is like all over the place. And, uh... Molly Sanchez, who's been a guest on the program, Paco, you you and you guys talked about the Jim Carrey, Jim and Andy, Jim and Andy. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, Great documentary, uh, basically the behind the scenes of the making of the Andy Kaufman film. And um, yeah, that was a great talk. Yeah, and then we had uh, Alex Falcone, who just moved to L.A. I just saw on the Internet that he is a yes. new L.A. resident, which is funny because a lot of that uh, that uh, show is just us making fun of Portland. So right. he has just left Portland and is now in L.A. But, yeah, check out that episode. Uh, look up our Sketchfest quiz show. It's a very fun episode. Extra thanks to Will Scoville for helping us format the entire he's he's the secret sauce to our audio and our visual 
elements Absolutely. to uh, yeah. Subdoc. So yeah. And, and addendum to that, go to our YouTube page. It's actually we That's filmed right. it. Yeah. It's uh, you can actually watch it on our YouTube page, which is just Subdoc Podcast at on YouTube and you can watch it. We filmed it. It's super hilarious. It was a packed show because we were picked by SF fun cheap, a great website out That's here right. in the Bay area as a, a pick of the best of SF sketch fest 2019, which was very nice of them to yeah. do that. Yeah. So because of that, we like, we had, I don't know, 150 people there. It, it was, was packed. so packed. Cause like also the other times we've done it, I think we got Sunday afternoons. We also were in the sweet spot of like, I think, doing a 5 p.m. show at Piano Fight in the middle of Sketchfest when there's like three rooms that are also hosting Sketchfest. Yeah. And we're just at the bar. And we kind of actually conceived... I think the thing is that we conceived of doing this partly because when we've done the other shows, what we do is we show a short doc and then we discuss it, which is kind of like our typical format. But with the bar, you have so many people coming in and out that don't understand what's happening, that yeah. didn't watch the original thing. Like if you missed the doc, then you have no idea what we're talking about. So right. I wanted to make it something where you could just be wandering in and be like, oh, I know those people on stage. Oh, I can see what they're actually referencing and yeah. make it fun. And like, so people stuck around and really had a good time. Oh yeah, it was awesome. And this was our our trial run. We didn't have a dress rehearsal. We yeah, did that's it. right. Because I came up from <laughs> LA and we wrote yeah. this all in a Google Doc. So we would love to do this format of show at a film festival, at a comedy festival, whatever you have coming up. Um, if you would like to, uh, yeah, check out the YouTube channel. You can watch the show. And if it's something that you're interested in us doing again, get in touch with us. Smart. It's nerdy. It's funny. We love it. It's it's complete SupDoc wrapped up in a bow. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that is SupDocPodcast at gmail.com to email us. Okay. Another huge thing is um, this will be episode 132, which is crazy, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, that We hit 100 last year. We're at 132 now. And... Um, that's about. I mean, that's about it. Because, but that's a nice I mean, milestone. We've put something out every two weeks on a Monday consistently. That's yeah. like That's what for almost what five years. We're gonna hit. Look, May twenty twenty will be five years. Wow. And we were talking about doing something. There's some. Look, we're gonna do. We'll do something. I think we're gonna have to do one thing in the Bay Area. Maybe we could do something in L.A. Also. Let's, yeah. Let's just work. Look, we're. Maybe go to Japan with it. I'm saying this in December. We'll see how we feel by May, <laughs> but we should make it to May, right? We should make it to May. We're well, going to get stickers made, so we got to make it to May. We got to make we, it to May. Like we'll, we'll, they talk about accountability for uh, projects. Like if we spend a little bit of money on stickers, we have to survive till through that's May. Right. That's right. We're gonna, basically a startup. Yeah. Um, and then so we had An our unfunded first, startup. <laughs> we are very unfunded. Yes, we had our first April Fools episode, which we we've always talked about George doing a mockumentary for April Fools, mm -hmm. which would still be great. Yeah. Um, and I just realized the other day, I think All You Need Is Cash is the greatest mockumentary ever, ma ever made. I just watched that again the other night. Oh, my God. It's so Is that the so Ruddles? Good. Yeah, the Ruddles. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so good. Mm -hmm. It's so freaking good. Anyways, uh, we finally did an April Fool's episode called the uh, P is for Party, um, where the conceit was we found a guy who was putting out the P tape, the infamous Trump P tape as a documentary. Mm -hmm. And we interviewed him, or you interviewed him. Yeah. Well. Well. So there is a whole. Should I just? Yeah. We can reveal the sure the yeah. reality yeah. of it was uh, former guest Frankie G, uh, an improviser comedian who now lives down here in L.A. We've been talking to him about doing something. We came up. Did we come up with this idea, and then we just cast him to do it? Is yeah. that how we worked it? Yeah. So yeah, and we're like, we're he, someone who can improvise in character. And we'll just improvise the whole thing. But we also didn't have a place to record. So we were going to go to a WeWork <laughs> that his roommate had access to. And then we couldn't get into the WeWork. So oh then we were God. like trying to do this thing in character and kept getting interrupted by real life security guards. <laughs> and also Paco, we're like we need it. We're on Wi-Fi and Paco's Skyping in. So he's seeing it all unfold. Oh and like my God, it was mind. awesome. 
Like you're like it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen in my life, and yeah, because like, you were we did it just for you in a way, because <laughs> like yeah. the podcast listener had no idea what was going on. No. You were getting like real life, like physical it comedy. Looked, well, it looked like a documentary. That's the thing, because <laughs> you were skyping. I was watching you guys first be locked in the lobby. Yeah, so you could not get in, and you're sitting on the lobby floor using the Wi-Fi. Well, so we now we know what's thing. wrong with WeWork. <laughs> So yeah, that's yeah exactly. That's why they're closing. Yeah. You couldn't get in, and then we're about to start, and then I see you guys look up, and you're like, huh? What? Oh, no, we're just waiting. And then it's like, oh, there's a security guard there. He's like <laughs> trying to get you guys to get out. And then he leaves, and the door to WeWorks opens. These people come out, and you guys scramble in. Yeah. To go. It's like, like it's little cockroaches of podcasting just <laughs> running in. And like, all uh, while on camera. It's and then also like to add everything like I think there was like an LA marathon so like it took both of us forever to even get there. I oh, think we both man. took we both live in the same neighborhood and took lifts to go to the <laughs> west side to record ah! and then we split a lift back and kind of had a laugh about it. It's like, well, that was something. We just did something. Uh but yeah, Frankie Peterson is uh the director of Peas for Party. Uh and we shout right. out to Frankie G. Uh, Thank you, Frankie I G. He is on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, Frankie G. Uh, and he has a show at the Pack. Uh, it's like a it's like a character show that he does. I'll put a link in our show notes. I w- I'm sorry, Frankie. I don't remember the name of it right now. But <laughs> yeah, he plays yeah. like a witch pope or something. I don't know. Frankie's uh, so funny, and yeah. that P is for party episode. I was crying. Yeah, was, he was on our episode about uh, Memorial Day 2000. That's right. Yeah. We made him do that one too. Yeah, we did that Sketchfest. We did that one mm-hmm. at Sketchfest. Um, and so uh, let's see, we did a bunch of, I mean, obviously we, we covered, recapped a bunch of documentaries. Um, should, I, should we just read these or do you want to go over them? Sure. Like, uh, why don't you do the ones that you just did on your own? Because like some of these I actually haven't seen yet. Like I haven't seen the lion's share yet. I haven't seen West side versus the world. Well, I guess I'm doing Screwball. it. <laughs> I'm recapping. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Screwball, which you did with Ben Kalina. Yeah. Those were like kind of sports documentaries back to back The Lion's share. It was one of those docs. I, I gotta be honest. I didn't really feel like I wanted to do it. Cause I didn't just, I just, for, sometimes, you know how it is on Netflix. You see the little thing, mm-hmm. uh, the little synopsis in the picture and you're like, eh, I'm not feeling it. Like mm-hmm. it's all in within 10 seconds if you want to watch it or not. And I want, I watched it cause uh, Phil Johnson comedian musician out here wanted to do it. And by the end, I was like, wow, what a documentary. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. It's all about the lion sleeps tonight and uh, the guy that wrote the song and then how he got no money from it. And it became a huge Broadway hit song and a Broadway hit. And, you know, everyone knows the song, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's all about trying to get some restitution for the guy that wrote it in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a South African musician. And it's it's a it's a really good documentary. And, yeah. and Phil and I had a great talk because he's also a musician and a comedian. And who doesn't love uh, talking about the music industry? I, I definitely oh, do. Oh, man. And Disney because Disney's a part of it. And so. Uh, yeah, so like a lot of great Bay Area comics we've had on. Uh, yeah. I, I had uh, a couple episodes I did on my own as well. Uh, I did The Great Hack with Casey Lai, who was a former Bay Area comic but is down here in L.A. now, and a younger new comic named Elijah Katz. We did Jawline, and uh, that was interesting because, like, his girlfriend was also in the room, and they had watched it together, but I had just kind of planned to do it with him, and then she kind of I was like, well, if you have something to say, just hop on the mic, yeah. and then she ended up being having really interesting insights as well because that's oh, a that's movie awesome. about kind of, like, really young uh, kids that are becoming Internet celebrities or, like, on these platforms that are, I don't even know, these platforms don't even exist anymore, like Musical.ly and stuff, which has turned into TikTok. And oh, just right. like this weird subculture of uh, people that are like, you know, if that are like, you know, 19 and like right. are like trying to make a living by being internet stars. So that was very bizarre. And uh, let's see, did I do another one on my, no, we did a few, we did most of these together. I did Theory of Obscurity, a film about the residents with Conan Neutron, who is a uh, Bay Area, former Bay Area musician now based in Milwaukee. Uh, it's just a, that, it's a great documentary about the residents. And yeah. I also did a Fire with Andrew T. He'd only watched <laughs> one of, I told him like, you don't need to watch both of these. We right. talked about the greatest party that never happened. 
which was a Netflix fire documentary, but I also, you know, compared it to the Hulu fire documentary. So right. yeah, we've, yeah, we've been doing more of these and it like, look, we live in different cities. It's just going to work out that way sometimes. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, you and you did bathtubs over Broadway by yourself. Yeah, no, um, I did actually have three director to- talks. Yeah, um, why don't I talk yeah, about let's those talk real about, quick? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We love our director talks. Yeah, we love talking to about uh, two documentary directors. So if you are out there and listening, hit us up. Yeah, uh, we did. I uh, did a talk with Deva Wisnant from Bathtubs Over Broadway. She that's her first documentary, and she won a bunch of awards for it, including I think really a good. writing award. Oh. Yeah, did you you like that film? I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Really, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. It's very um, compelling. Yeah, and yeah. I love albums. Like you know, anything that has to do with records is fun. And it has a comedy angle because it's like a Letterman writer uh, and his whole weird pursuit of these bizarre industrial musicals, um, which ha- featured all sorts of famous people. Like Jerry Orbach was on a bunch of these. Yeah, like I old- know it's. It's a world that disappeared and they really like document that pretty well. It's just about obsessiveness in a way too, which I think a a lot of documentaries are about obsessiveness. They are. And again, this would fall into the category of slice of Americana that we love. For sure. Yeah. It's very American. Yeah. Yeah. Strange, weird slices of Americana. And we're like just like a secret industry, like an un, I think I said something like it's like a, uh, like a sub, the subconscious of capitalism, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, I like that." Yeah, um, that so is she good. might use that. <laughs> if yeah. you see that, that's my line. There um, it is. And then I also talked to Ian McFarland, who made The Godfathers of Hardcore, which is a documentary. Ostensibly, it's a documentary about the hardcore punk band Agnostic Front, but it's kind of a character study of like these two guys that have been in band, you know, since like the late seventies, early eighties, and just more about aging and kind of like thinking about your legacy and like, you know, so it's, it's not exclusively for fans of punk music as the best music documentaries. You don't even have to like the music. I think and the best music documentaries are like just the, about a character. Yeah. And so it's like one of those. And right I on. believe that's available on Amazon. And I also talked to speaking of music documentaries, William Badgley, who is directed uh, two documentaries about bands I do like a lot. I love The Slits and Carp. And he made a film about The Slits and a film about Carp. So uh, I think those are all... The Slits documentary is on Hulu. So uh, Here to Be Heard is the name of the Slits documentary. And the Carp documentary, I think, is on Amazon Prime. So, yeah, and William and I actually met up recently because he's actually thinking about doing this podcast project. So we kind of talked about that a little bit. But oh, he's, awesome. a, yeah, an old music guy who is like got his start in reality TV and then just struck out on his own and made these films. Oh, he also made a film about Don Letts, which I saw a cut of, and we talked about that, and that is not out anywhere yet. Um, get in touch with William Badgley if you have distribution ideas for this Don Letts film. It's really uh, who, fascinating. Who is Don Letts? Don Letts was kind of like this guy who was a Jamaican uh, British man who was involved in the early punk scene kind of through working in shops and then ended up being like the DJ at all those early punk shows, which is like why there was like this crossover between reggae and punk that really oh. is very specific started in London with the immigrant population and um, became a member of Big Audio Dynamite, which is Mick Jones' band right after The Clash. And he basically, he made a bunch of music. He was like the film, he was a photographer, documentarian kind of of that early 70s or late 70s British punk scene. He uh, made the Rock the Casbah video you may be familiar with. Right, so okay. I, I, I have not talked to him, but I'm like, well, how do you wrestle an armadillo into a uh, into a, uh, a music video shoot? And he made a bunch of music videos for people that, you know, like the Pasta Duchy on the left-hand side, he made that. Right, okay. Yeah. Huh. And cool. uh, Yeah, so, and he makes documentaries for like the BBC now about the punk era because he owns a lot of the archival he owns the archival Ah. footage this is kind of the trick also like william william kind of ended up working with don letts because of the slits documentary because he needed access to the archive oh interesting he's like you license it from don and then he's like oh wait this guy's fascinating 
So yeah, he's oh, a really interesting dude. Yeah, the guy that was the main photographer for Nine Twenty Four Gilman, he just passed away. Murray Bowles, yeah, like there was no official photographer for Nine Twenty Four Gilman, but he was always at shows filming people. Um, I must have been at shows he was at, but um, yeah, he moved to Sacramento recently, I guess, and just passed away. Uh, and yeah, so uh, R.I.P. Murray Bowles. Uh, also, uh, this is unrelated to anything. Uh, I saw that a uh, former music writer, Mike Rowell at SF Weekly had passed away. It was, he's a Facebook friend of mine and knew him in real life a little bit. And I just tweeted at SF Weekly and like, Hey, you guys should run a piece on Mike because at this point, like all the alt weeklies in San Francisco are like kind of, there's no people that were there from more than like five years at this right. point. So it's like, there's no institutional memory and uh, so uh, they actually did it. They followed through and they wrote a piece oh, wow. on Mike Rowell. You can see it on the sfweekly.com website. It's partly because I was looking for, like Mike Rowell would like write about like pretty obscure underground music, like the Sun City Girls and stuff. And so I was looking for pieces of his after he'd passed away, just like repost. And I realized like, oh, all the bylines are missing. Like SF Weekly had stripped bylines I'm like, oh, wow, that's insane to strip bylines uh, from a website because like what? Yeah. Then it's like written by SF Weekly staff. I'm like, well, then you're taking kind of the point of all weeklies partly was it was like a really good proving ground for writers. It was a yeah. great place to develop your voice and to basically anonymize the voice, I think is awful. But um, luckily, Ida is her name. She wrote back to me and was like, yeah, actually got in touch with the old uh, weekly music editor, Jennifer Meritz, and got some quotes from her, got quotes from Mike's friends and put together a really nice tribute to uh, Mike, who is a very sweet dude who left us too soon. So RIP, Mike Rowell, check out that piece on SF Weekly. Uh, they also mentioned Murray Bowles. So that kind of triggered that memory for me. And uh, I just wanted to say that's partly because of me. <laughs> that, that's, that well, piece that's ran. good, man. Yeah. yeah you, sometimes you got to push a little to get yeah. people to do some cool things. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, obviously we can't cover, we don't cover all the docs we watch because it would be impossible. We'd be like a twice a week podcast. Um, so Who here wants are some, that? <laughs> yeah. Here are some potential docs that may make it onto SupDoc that we love this year. I just finished The Confession Killer, a Netflix five-part series. It's amazing. It is really good. And I thought it was going to be kind of a low-budge, slightly boring, true crime, serial killer kind of, you know, documentary that there's millions of but it is really good and if you're into true crime docs you probably heard people talk about it because it's one of those documentaries where you ever my roommate is literally watching it right now as we do this and i can hear her go what no <laughs> what like it's one of those documentaries it's awesome we need that uh audio commentary yeah during our podcast just <laughs> yeah. uh, someone in another room going huh um, I watched the trailer for Confession Killers. It's Henry Lee Lucas is yeah. the story. And it sounds like a bit of, uh, actually the villains are the cops. Is that right? Awesome. It is, that is, well, that the is Texas right? Rangers. Yeah. I don't know what they are, but yeah, the Texas Rangers are the villains in this. Um, and there's a lot to go around. A lot of people get, get, have their comeuppance in this, but it's, um, if you're old enough, I remember when George Bush, the second was running for president and it was a thing about on his presidential campaign because oh. he, um, pardoned, um, Henry. And oh, so you'll see why it's, it, there are so many twists and turns in this documentary. It's mm -hmm. insane. Okay. It's a, it's a really good true crime documentary and it really goes under um like the cops wh what they can and should not be doing uh leading people with evidence um uh, testimonials confessions fake personas the whole thing it's it's awesome it's a really yeah. good documentary. i was gonna say now do you think like this year 2019 has been a good year for netflix true crime documentaries because i feel like we haven't seen a big one hit this year no because yeah, Manhunter, so. like the fictionalized stuff, did right. pretty well. Like Manhunter does pretty well. Uh, Mindhunter, Mindhunter, yeah, uh, Mindhunter was is awesome. Yeah, no, I think their I think their narrative stuff is is really good. I think this year has not been great. I think HBO um, kind of took over this year. 
I think so too. And even Amazon has some good ones. Um, well, Lorena. Like, what else did Amazon have come out? Yeah, Amazon had some good ones. Uh, I can't off the top of my head remember right now, but like, no, I think Netflix. What is Disney uh, Plus going to do for its true crime? <laughs> the Disney Plus true crime documentary series. Yeah, I don't know. The Mickey Mouse. No, this year was not a great year for docs on Netflix. There were some good ones, but it wasn't like 2017 mm-hmm. with making a murderer. There were so many great ones. Um, yeah. But uh, you, you heard of one recently that you wanted to talk about. Oh, this is a Netflix one, and I just watched the trailer, and I'm afraid to watch it. It's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, I don't remember this story happening. Apparently some insane person, like, murders cats and throws it on YouTube, and then the internet, as a as a hive mind, tries to solve the mystery of where this kid is and who he is. Because they're like, this guy is a serial killer in the making. Is essentially yeah the premise. So um, yeah, a lot of just like insane. armchair detectives, I'm guessing, is the actual thing. But I'm just like, what are they going to show? I'm like, I don't know what they're going to show of the actual, um, you know, cat killing. So I'm afraid to watch. Hopefully, Sherby, I'm going to have to hide Sherby's eyes while this is happening. Yeah, uh, I can't watch it with him in the room. So yeah, Yeesh. yeah, that would be. But you know, I say death to animal abusers euthanize animal abusers um i don't know where you well we won't we don't have to get into the michael vick thing but <laughs> oh. um <laughs> we could probably save that for offline yeah um but yeah so the devil uh yeah don't fuck with cats that's on netflix yeah um the one i watched the another i think five-part series was was the devil next door um uh, man that's really good it's really good i don't know if you could call this true crime it's more biographical but it's about a uh, guy in Cleveland um, who was just kind of like living his normal life when he got accused of being the infamous Nazi death camp guard, Ivan the Terrible. Oh. Um, I think his name was John John Demonyuk or something like that. But um, it's, incre- it's incredible. It's, um, it's obviously true. It's historic. And it's about him going on trial in Israel to face uh, his accusers for being Ivan the Terrible, which is this guy that did horrific things to people mm-hmm. in um, the uh, Holocaust in the concentration camp. So, But it's really good. It's really, really well made. I'd be surprised if it doesn't win some awards. Okay. Um, yeah. And, where, and that came out, on, this was on what, for, what this year. platform? Uh, ne- uh, Netflix. Netflix one? Okay. So I guess the spoiler would be whether or not he really is Ivan the Terrible. That's what we're not yep. going to, we're not going to get into nope. the spoilers. As I like to say with a documentary, the spoilers are all Googleable. Uh, yes, they are. In, well, in and if you know your history, I mean, this was, you know, uh, a while ago when he was on trial. So mm-hmm. you may already know, but yeah, you should watch it. It's really good. And if you do watch it as anything, if you guys watch any docs that you're excited about, you hated it, you loved it. Talk to us, tweet at us, send us an email. It better actually to put it on Facebook or Twitter, send us something on Twitter or Facebook. We'd love to talk to you about it. Maybe, um, and then have, have people on as guests. Just let us know what you're watching out there. Cause we can't, we don't know where they're all coming from. Oh. There's so many different platforms now. Well, let me just run this real quick. Okay. Excited about there's a Mel Brooks documentary that's supposed to be coming out. We'll love to see it. There's a, a documentary coming out about Dusty Grooves, one of my favorite record stores oh, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. And there's a uh, documentary coming out about Patrice O'Neill, one of the geniuses of comedy. So um, those are some that we're excited about. And we're going to end our show by saying thank you to our Patreon listeners. George, how about this? You read off their names and I will applaud and scream and say thank you. These are the people that uh, sustain us emotionally and financially. <laughs> uh, Alina Mansfield. Thank you, Alina. Annette Marines. Thank you, Annette. Eric Woo. Stoyer, former guest. Eric, you're the man. John Schenberger. He's really the, the longest standing, I think, Patreon person. <laughs> yes, thank you. OG, thank yeah, you so filmmaker much. as well. James Railing. James, old thank buddy you, James. Lives in Portland. Thank you, Portland. Janet Flemmer. Janet, has, oh, actually, Janet's maybe the she's best. she's been on longest. I think, I think she's Janet might be our OGist. And she came to, I remember her coming to our first live uh, yep. event. So she did. Thank yeah, you, thank you, Janet. Janet. Mike Shiflett, who I owe Mike. extra applause to <laughs> for not mentioning that he was in this uh, band called Numina with the, the Aaron, who I, I did this one of my 
Picture Docs was about the guy who learned to hula hoop in his uh, sleep so he could beat the hula hoop world record. And Mike uh, called me out on Twitter for not naming <laughs> him. So extra shout outs to Mike Schiffler. Yay, who, Mike. Uh, Thank known you. For a while, he was like, uh, also a great musician. He has a band camp. Check out Mike Schifflet on band camp. Also, he told me that Aaron is attempting to beat his world record again. Whoa. So nice. He's kind of calling my bluff on whether I will actually make a documentary about Aaron. And thing is, I don't really know Aaron. I was a fan of that's his why music, you should make it. But hey, uh, I Impartial. think like if anything, 2020, maybe this is the year that I take all everything I've learned from watching documentaries for the last five years and make a documentary. I think you should make a documentary, George. I have I think to fly really to Ohio should. as part oh, of it, well, though. But we could fine. make it work. Ohio's a great state for documentaries. And you but know what? Listen. Mike Schiffler will get production producer credit on it there for telling go. me about it. You get a percentage on the back end, Schiffler. Uh, documentary. Uh, you'll end up you, in debt, Mike, is what that means. If you would like to be announced on our, a year in review as a patron, go to patreon.com slash podcast And um, as little as a buck a month. 12 bucks a year, we would love to have you be one of our patrons so that we can continue to do SupDoc. Um, and thank you for everyone that's listened, that's contributed, that's supported, that's gotten back yeah. to us on Twitter, all the directors and all the people that send us emails um, with uh, documentary ideas and publicists and everybody. Thank you so much for listening to SupDoc. Yes, thanks so much. And again, the Patreon people, we... We, let's say we couldn't do this without you, but also like we would not be motivated to do this without you. <laughs> yes, like if we absolutely. lose one of you, we're like gonna be bummed out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a threat. However, we do. Uh, we the do. more, the merrier. Yeah. Uh, we would love. Uh, yeah. So if you would like to help support Subdoc, uh, please donate whatever you can and support us with what, however you can. Even if it's just listening or sp- or it, what's even Tell better, spread the word. Yeah. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Paco, that's how you find neighbor. out about any podcast, right? Isn't it just someone that's tells it. you about it? Yep. It's really yep, a word yep. of mouth medium, like in on here and uh, in marketing. So, yes. Um, thanks so much and see you in 2020. Thanks, guys. Bye.